0: Hi there. I hope this message finds you happy and healthy. The Jewish year is one based upon the cycle of the moon, and we mark the beginning of a new month by the sight of its Rosh Chodesh crescent in the sky. I grew up in a relatively rural area and always loved gazing at the moon and stars. Now I live in New York, and I know that I took that night sky for granted. I can't see the stars now, but thank God I can still see the moon. We are somehow in the twelfth month. Elul. It is Elul, it's really crazy because time keeps doing that thing where it passes. You know, on one hand, wow, how luckier we'd have reached this point, and on the other hand, we continue our hurdle toward the great unknown. Shrug. The month of Elul as the final month of the Jewish year is a time for introspection and spiritual work and reflection on the time that has passed since the last Elul. It is taught that this month is a time where our words and petitions to God are more potent, Also, it's my birthday month. There is a Hasidic idea that in the month of Elul is when the king is in the field. The concept is that a king is returning home from a trip, and on his way back into the kingdom, he's passing through the fields of his subjects. Once the king reaches the castle, though, it will be difficult to get in front of him again. This time of the king being reachable and close is extremely important to take advantage of, and we look at our closeness to God in this month in the same way. I started this whole podcast really because of Elul. For the past three years, I've done a cheshbon hanefesh, or an accounting of the soul, essentially reflecting on the past year in a concrete way, making lists, assessing yourself honestly, etc. What you liked, disliked, how you want to improve, what you were proud of, summarizing the past year and taking from this summary key points, aka what I'm trying to do right now in closing out this year-long Rosh Chodesh journey. If you've been with me from the start. Y'all know that another reason that I began this podcast, an essay series, was because I was stressed about the finality and the seriousness of the Jewish High Holidays. See this quote from my first Igera Talavana. The High Holidays, to me, feel like a rapidly approaching exam that I can never be prepared enough for. I've never been one for a cumulative final exam, but I'm always here for a unit test. They're much more manageable and I bring up unit tests because while they are definitely not as important or life altering as the final test, they still do contribute to your comprehension of the total topic and definitely count for something. Rosh Hashanah is at the tail end of the 12 months and is what I'm equating to the final exam. Each Hebrew month then is the unit test, an opportunity to work on a specific unit within the final exam, which is Rosh Hashanah of this year. My goal for myself and for those of you on this journey with me is that by working hard for the unit test every month, we will be super prepared for the final exam in Rosh Hashanah of 5783, which is this year now. Enter my new podcast idea, Igera Telavana. Don't be stressed about the final exam when you can focus on the unit test for now. In theory, I have spent a whole year preparing for these upcoming high holidays, and I have to say that I still don't feel ready. I talked this out today with a friend, shout out Rabbanit Sarah Rosenberg, and I think I've come to the conclusion that you can't quantify the unquantifiable. The unquantifiable being the abstract goal of spiritual progress. You can't plan spiritual development one year in advance as if it's a big event that has concrete steps to complete. But... In the past few weeks, I have stumbled, failed, been frustrated with myself in a way that hasn't happened in a long time. If you asked me right now, I could probably name 10 aspects of myself that are lacking and that I want to change. So maybe it's an indicator of something larger that some years we grow, some years we regress, some years we're relatively stagnant. But if we we're honest with ourselves, our spiritual work is never done. We can always learn more, be more kind, be more empathetic, be more thoughtful, be more generous, etc. Reflecting on who I was when I began this podcast is enough to prove that we grow even when we don't mean to sometimes. I couldn't have predicted any of the things that occurred in the past year, but I'm extremely grateful for them all. So I'm not ready in the sense that I was expecting, but I do believe my prefrontal cortex just finished developing this year, and I think I look at everything differently now anyway, so yeah. As you may know, your prefrontal cortex is the area of your brain that regulates planning, decision-making, short-term memory, personality expression, and moderates social behavior, speech, and language. I did spend a year learning about the Hebrew months and sharing those findings with you all, so I'm pretty pleased about that. So maybe a year of preparation is too much time because technically the month of Elul is the allotted time for high holiday prep. Elul is the study period, if you will, for the big final exam, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. On Rosh Hashanah, we commemorate creation and after it, we have 10 days of reflection and compunction, the Yamim Noraim, or the days of awe before Yom Kippur, the day of atonement. According to the Talmud on Rosh Hashanah, the books of life, death, and the middling guys are open. Those who are righteous are immediately inscribed in the book of life. Those who are wicked are immediately inscribed in the book of death. And those who are somewhere in the middle have their judgment suspended until Yom Kippur when their placement in either book is decided. Yom Kippur is a hard and fast line, it seems, but on the other hand, we were created imperfectly with habits and proclivities and tempers and poor time management, etc. The whole point of creation, what we celebrate on Rosh Hashanah, is that we are partners with God in that creation. The potential to be great cannot exist without the potential to be not great. And we exist between those two places, between those who are sealed in the book of life immediately and those who are sealed in the book of death immediately, between good and evil, between who we were one year ago and who we are today, between our dreams and our realities, which are a lot of places to be. So, I think what I've learned in the past year centers on balance and gratitude, and of course, balancing the balance and balancing the gratitude. Maybe we're never truly ready, but onward we trudge, right? Onward we go, qualities of a Virgo. The ruling planet of Virgo is Mercury, or Kochav. The letter Reish controls Kochav, controls Mercury, and the name of this letter, Reish, in Aramaic means poor. Some say that a lack of and a hunger for are what usually leads to achievements, versus those who have things come more easily. In this month, then, we have this sense of searching for the real thing and for perfection, as we do in preparation for the high holidays. The letter of the month is the letter Yud. A yud, when written, floats above the ground, and it is often used to represent the name of God. Its gematria value is ten, as it's the tenth letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Ten is a symbol of good luck and power. There are ten commandments. God asks for ten righteous individuals in Sodom, and ten men constitute a minion, a quorum for Jewish prayer. When moshe is sending joshua off to scout the land of israel in the saga of the sin of the spies he renames joshua from hoshea to yehoshua we're given no reason for this name change and our commentators suggest that moshe knew that joshua would need divine protection and support therefore adding the divine heavenly letter yud to his name in a show of ritual renaming the mazal or the zodiac for the month of Elul is Virgo, and its icon is the maiden or the virgin Betula. When the soul is preparing to come down in the body of a new person, it is pure and unblemished, like a maiden. But even after the soul comes to the earth and is around impurity, it first knew the purity of a life of holiness, and every time the soul performs a mitzvah, the maiden returns to the energy of purity they once knew. This is the energy of teshuva, of repentance. There is always the ability to return to the earlier version of oneself and rectify our mistakes. The tribe of the month is God. Probably the most famous event involving the tribe of God occurs near the end of the Torah, where the tribe, as well as the tribe of Ruvain, asks to stay across the river in Jordan rather than joining the rest of the Jews in Israel. The deal they make with Moshe is that they will fight with their brethren to take back the land of Israel, but then come back after that to outside of Israel, where they have decided their land is going to be. It is said that the tribe of God fought more powerfully than any other tribe when taking back the land of Israel. The triumph of good over evil is what we focus on here, that this month is a good time for us to overcome the bad inclinations in ourselves. The attribute for this month is action, and this makes sense, we are actively doing teshuvah the whole month. Teshuvah is not passive, we must be action-oriented, willing to face conflict headfirst, addressing ourselves honestly and truthfully. Is your Hebrew birthday in the month of Elul? If so, you're a Virgo, like me. Here's a guide to the month of Virgo. The assets of a Virgo. They are gentle, hard workers, detail-oriented, devoted, good friends, civic-minded, able to make quick judgments, and are extremely caring. Their main motivation is perfection. Their negative qualities are that they can sometimes judge others by external appearances, they can react impulsively, they don't like criticism, they're impatient, they focus on the small scale and they tend to be worriers. You can improve a relationship with a Virgo by encouraging them to learn how to relax and giving them criticisms by proposing alternate solutions. Virgo will find fulfillment by learning to see the big picture, going with the flow, letting go of the details, ending their judgment, and giving people that disappointed them a second chance. Wow, I thank you so much for joining me on this journey. We shall see what I do next in regard to podcasting but I'm sending you so much love, wishing you a meaningful high holiday season. Be well.